A lot of instant gratification led to becoming a drug trafficker, and then I went to jail, and it was a wake-up call. And when I turned to God, He was truly there to save me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist John Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking about instant gratification, and if living a lifestyle of doing whatever feels good is really a good way to live or not. Now, our society is built upon instant gratification. If it feels good, just do it, right? But is that really good for us? In our last show, we had Antonio Gonzalez share with us how his life of instant gratification eventually turned into a meth addiction. He became a seller of meth in order to support that habit. Afterwards, he explained how he moved up in the chain and he was a huge drug trafficker, but then he got busted and went to jail with many others. And today, he's going to talk about how he eventually hit rock bottom and turned his life to Jesus. Antonio, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Tony, it is so good to have you back with us. And I want to kind of learn about what happened here because here you are in jail. And how does this eventually lead to an experience with God? I was in a jail cell and my son's mother had left me. I was bankrupt, lost all the money that I had made. Everything was taken away. My house was sold. I was selling my house on a fire sale so she could have money for her and for my son. And basically just hit rock bottom because all my life I was strong, man. My dad raised me to be strong, never give up, never surrender, just keep trying. I've been fighting and struggling to fix everything and everything came crashing down. I had no more answers. I had no more hope. I didn't know how many years I was facing in prison. My son's mother was going to be dead in three years, according to the doctors, without a heart transplant. His dad would be in prison for decades. And my son would grow up without parents. And I was really ashamed and I was remorseful. And what am I doing here? And how did my life end up here. I wasn't raised like abused. My dad was a military guy. Nobody abused me. I didn't grow up in poverty. I always had everything I needed. How did I end up here? My life was in a thousand pieces broken on the floor and I couldn't fix it. No one else could fix it. So I had no hope in no future. Gosh. But I have always believed in Jesus. Here's the thing. I always believed in Jesus. I was taught about, you know, the manger and the birth and the resurrection who I always believed. Mm. I never doubted it. I always believed in the God who created, but I didn't want to surrender to him because I knew he was king and I knew he was Lord. I believed in him, but if I went to him, then I wouldn't be king of my life. I wouldn't get to live and do the things I wanted to do. So I actually believed in him, but didn't want to surrender to him. Mm. But at this point, with my life in a thousand pieces and no hope and no future, I didn't want it anymore. So you came to a point basically where you're like, my life is not worth living. But then you had an encounter with Jesus when you surrendered to him. Tell us about that. In the middle of the night, just remorseful and just ashamed of all the lives that hurt and all the lives that I destroyed with everything that I had done. The people that trusted me, my son's mother, my son, my mom, the people that were in my family that loved me for me before all of that, I actually didn't want none of that. I let so many people down and hurt so many people. When I was done, I was defeated. I couldn't hold my head up anymore. In the middle of the night, I just raised up my hand and I said, Jesus, I need you. Because the problems in my life are too big. And if you don't come, I'm done. And I'm not going to get up off this floor. I'm done. And when I didn't want it, he took it. 
And I fell to my knees in that concrete floor, and I just said, I'm sorry. I don't have been to church. I don't know pastors. I just said, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for all the drugs I pushed. I'm sorry for not taking care of my family. I'm sorry for the bad decisions. And then last year and the year before and five years ago, 10 years ago, and it was just like one night I was just, I'm sorry. And I just realized it was a life of just all the things that I knew that weren't right. Mm. And for every sin, there was two tears falling off my face on that concrete floor. Gosh. I got up, and all I knew was is I hadn't had peace in years. And I went to bed that night with a peace that was in my heart that I had never had before. Wow. That's all I knew was I had peace. That was the first thing that happened to me. I guess you could say that in that moment, that peace, it kind of solved that gratification. Like it truly filled you, would you say? This is amazing. Uh, I mean, I had all this shame and regret for all this stuff that I'd done, right? All these people. My son's mother was crying. My son was crying. My mom was crying. Everybody in my life, I could just see everybody that knew me was crying. Yeah. And it was like I took a flame torch and just destroyed everyone. And just everyone was in misery around me and in my own life. Yeah. And what happened was when I did that and I got up, it was like I knew I was forgiven. <laughs> it was like I knew it's done. You're forgiven. And I didn't have what I had just moments before. The shame and all that was, there was just peace there now. Somehow I just had peace in my heart. Wow. So you're experiencing the glory of God then. And now you're having this relationship, this surrendered relationship with Jesus, where now you're encountering Him instead. Let me ask you a question. How does experiencing the glory of God compare to all those drug experiences you had in the past? Can you compare and contrast for us? You know what? There's a saying that we have that when we talk about, you know, being high in the spirit. Yeah. I had done all those drugs that we're talking about. There was a season there after that. Somebody gave me a New Testament Bible the next morning. I opened up Romans chapter 8. There's no condemnation to those who are Christ Jesus. So the thing is, I immersed myself like I was starving and hungry for a new way. Wow. And the words came off the pages. I literally, it was like a download of Romans chapter 8. And I began to immerse myself in the Word. And what happened was, I actually was being renewed. And awakening was taking place to the reality of spiritual things. Wow. To the point on that the guys in the jail cell, one every day was starting to come to my cell and asked me what the light was that was coming in out of my cell during the night. Whoa. I didn't know what to tell them, but at three different people at three different times tell me that they were getting up in the middle of the night looking out the window and there was a yellow light that would come out of my cell. The other lights were white, but that was yellow. It was a visitation of the Holy Spirit that was visiting me in that season. Wow. The Holy Spirit was there and visited a broken, messed up, just sorrowful man who needed a new way and who needed Jesus to help him and to show him the way. Wow. So there was an actual visitation that was witnessed by non-believers that was testifying that they were seeing it. Wow. And this is what I would say to that, Ans. So when people say that about this Jesus, right, I'm telling you, this is about a real God, real life and a real answer. Yeah. I'm telling you, I called on him and he actually came and he was actually eyewitness that people saw it. But I experienced him and I felt him. So what they were saying when my mom was visiting me through the glass, said, you're different. There's something about you. I can see something on you. It's like they were witnessing something that I could feel on the inside. I knew it because I could feel there was like a hide. It was clean. Yeah. And the concrete floor was like walking on pillows with the Holy Spirit. Wow. So all of those other drugs that you came down, that you crashed and this and that. Imagine the spirit of life living in you, life giving spirit in you. You know, people say coming off of the meth must have been horrible in jail. You know, for two years, you didn't come down. You were on it for two years. And then to go in there and have to be sober, it must have been like hell for you. Right. In actuality, no. I'm telling you, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I didn't experience a crash. Because you had God. I didn't experience a crash at all. I just got set free. So you had God. So, wow. So your faith in Christ, it literally picked you up from the inside that began to express itself on the outside. This is fascinating. Now, what would you say about the life of partying, the woman, living to get what you want? 
how can living a Christian life be better than having all the woman and the party life? I mean, some would say the Christian life is kind of boring compared to the life that you had before. What would you say to that? <laughs> in actuality, the year before I got arrested, I was here with all these guys, these guys with guns and everything else and dealing with police and FBI and all that. And in actuality, it was one day on that there was a knock on the door and I looked at the people and it was a man and a woman and they had a Bible in their hands. And I knew these were those Christian people going to tell me about Jesus. <laughs> and I actually yeah. took it away from the door. And I told the people in my house, Shh, be quiet, be quiet. And they said, what's going on? And I said, they're those Christian people. They're going to talk about Jesus. <laughs> here I am, you know, I'm out there on the streets and everything else with all these killers and murderers. But it's like, I was like hiding from the man and woman with the Bible. And I was like, be quiet. And then when they left, I told the people that were there in my house, I said, listen, I will never be a preacher. This was exactly what I said. I will never be a preacher because they make no money and they have no fun. My thought was what they have no fun because I'm living a lifestyle of fun. Let me tell you something, mom. When I accepted Jesus Christ and I got my identity, see, the whole thing was my world was upside down. And then when I found Christ, he made it right side up. Mm-hmm. And now I realized that it wasn't about me. Everything was mm-hmm. always about me. And I was the center of the universe. That's wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I could never satisfy it. Mm-hmm. When I found out that it was all about him mm-hmm. and how I fit into his picture, and I realized that I had become a son and my identity of sonship, and my identity of always being called to be his son, now everything made sense. There was a king and a Lord that saved me to restore me to my father. Now I have the Mm. blueprints for life, and now I have his spirit to help me and to feel that love that I always needed and wanted so that I could be filled from the inside out, not from the outside in. Antonio, this is amazing what God has done in your life. And honestly, there's someone listening right now who needs that same miracle that happened to you. And I believe even right now, as we're sharing here, I believe God is doing this miracle in someone's life even right now. So brother, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing the truth of how God's glory and God's goodness way beats all the drugs, all the party, all the gratification. And man, it's so encouraging to hear that. Antonio, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me on. Don't go anywhere. Boy, do I have a heavenly word for you right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Anlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is amazing to hear about because this man had more fulfillment as a Christian than all the drugs and women he had before. Can you believe this? I know some of you are like, how is this real? But it is real. It's his testimony. It's his experience that he had discovered just what scripture says. That to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that life and peace isn't theoretical. It's practical. Let me explain. Do you know this ancient scripture when Jesus tells us of this very thing Antonio experienced? It's written in John chapter 6, verse 35. 
And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. This is a famous verse, but some hear it and they think, what did Jesus mean that he's a bread of life anyway? Jesus also instructed his followers to eat his body as if he was the bread of life. What on earth did he mean? Well, what Antonio experienced is this very verse. Antonio ate of the bread of life when he reached out to Jesus being his savior. And his connection with God is what sustained him. You know what this means for us, guys? This means that faith in Jesus Christ can sustain us, literally, better than the best things of this world. This means that faith in Jesus Christ isn't some dead religious connection, but it's a lifeline to heaven. Where you can come to a point that the hunger of the carnal mind can be stilled by being fed spiritually. And you know what? If this is for you, today's your day. Let me show you the way. Lord Jesus, we humbly come before you. And right now, someone is saying, I'm sick of living a life that's carnally minded. That's a life that's just fulfilling what I want. It's not enough. Lord Jesus, we want to come to the point where we are filled, truly filled, and not so empty inside. So Lord Jesus, we surrender our lives to you. And Jesus, we ask you to come into our lives. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.